You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul notes the significance of the term blood in the symbolism of the ten plagues in the story of Exodus. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Okay, in chapter 8, we can move more quickly here because we have in sequence what we refer to as the ten plagues. Notice how, again, we have the number of ten, which is the fullness, the totality of plagues. They could have been three, four, fifteen, fifty-six, doesn't matter. And you could see it also in the way the author writes things. You have a correspondence between the first one, which is turning the water in blood, and the last one, which is special. I mean, most of the disease tell you that ultimately this is the intentional plague, the last one, when he kills the firstborn of Egypt. In other words, he dismisses their zera. He erased them from the face of the ground, as we hear in Genesis 6. But literarily, There is a correspondence because at the beginning you have the water turned into blood and then in the last one the blood of the firstborn. And then you realize its importance when the Hebrews are asked to put on their doorposts the blood of the lamb to be protected themselves. So in nutshell, but it's not exciting if you do it in nutshell. It's like rendering an epic movie of three and a half hours. Let me tell you in three minutes what the whole thing is all about. It won't sell. It won't make millions. You have to hear the story. Okay? Being pushed up and up and up and then The other intention is to show that in spite of all the pre-messages of God, the messages, Pharaoh, and you hear it time and again in the text, that his heart kept being hard. So I gave you the structure of these so-called ten blakes. We can move faster. I'll make here and there comments. The second plague is the frogs. Again, it starts, let my people go that they may serve me. Okay. And the frogs will 
go into the houses and mess up everything. Five, stretch out your hand with your rod over the rivers. It is always through the power of God. And then, in verse 7, but the magicians did the same. And Pharaoh tried to plead, but then verse 10 is interesting. Moses said, Be it as you say, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Because Pharaoh knew his own gods. And interesting, when they prayed, hear the Hebrew, that the Lord did according to the word of Moses. It's very interesting. Usually you hear and you expect here that Moses did according to the word of the Lord. Here you have it inverted. And that's what's stunning in the Bible. That there are no entities that God is divine and Moses is human. It is functionality. Why? Because in this instance, it is Moses that cried to the Lord concerning the frogs. How does Moses cry? By uttering words. And the Lord did. So please take note and quote this in the next spiritual retreat you will be asked to do. Just talk about this verse for 45 minutes until the hammer you chisel the mind of your hearers into a scriptural mind, meaning that you have to hear what the text. You don't like it, you know my adage. Throw the Bible aside, burn it, and step out. Let someone else listen to it, if they so choose. And in 15 again, it is the Lord who hardens the heart of Pharaoh. Doesn't work. Whatever happens is according to the will of God. The third plague, beginning with verse 16, in the RSV we have the gnats. It follows the same storyline. But we have an upping of the ante here. Interestingly, in verse 18, the magicians tried by their secret arts to bring forth gnats, but they could not. And the magician said to Pharaoh in verse 19, this is the finger of God. Notice you have two ways to speak about the hand or the finger. And my take, as you read it in my books, or you heard it in podcasts, that usually every collection of books that go together is four books, like you have four Gospels and four Prophets and four prior Prophets. But the Torah, 
it is five books and I believe that it is intentional because these are the five fingers of God which means his hand, his power, its reference. But I'll leave it up to you. And in spite of the fact that in this instance the magicians could not compare with Aaron and Moses, yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he would not listen to them. In verse 20, we have the fourth plague of the flies. Again, the same story about let my people go from the root shalah and so on. Enough is enough. Verse 22, interesting, you have additional, you know. I'm not saying that you can gloss over the ten plagues. You have to hear every story. But you have to hear it as a movement. You cannot say, I liked very much the fourth plague and so on. They are functional because they are pushing the ante. Verse 22, but on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Okay, he can differentiate between area and another area, which is obviously in the story. I mean, this is not going to happen around you unless you tell me, you know, the lightning struck the other building and not by building. That's not the same thing as we read in the story. Twenty-three, thus I will put a division between my people and your people, but tomorrow shall this sign be. Now, division is very tricky because in the original Hebrew we have pedut, which is a root that is found in Isaiah, mainly second Isaiah, which means ransom, which is the verb pada, to redeem. So, if you have a division here, you enter into this silly Judeo-Christian tradition that we are different than the others. No. The differentiation is through God intervention where he redeems you. He doesn't redeem you because you are different. The lightning did not hit me because I'm a Christian. Remember this silly video that really blew my mind apart when you had this disaster in Beirut, collapse of the silos and so on, and you have a deacon who is the son of two of my students in the Orthodox Youth Movement. He's a deacon in a famous, important church. It has the largest cemetery in Beirut. And you could see it open the Antiochian website. They were proud of it. And his whole YouTube is to show how God protected his holy things in the sanctuary when everything not only around the church, but around the sanctuary in the church was destroyed. Is that for real? 
still defending ultimately the icons and the sacrality of that bill. So what you're telling me is God was not interested in the human beings. He was interested in the chalice of that church. I know that most of my hearers are not going to believe me. But look for this video and listen! One more time, and I myself am getting tired to re repeat that you have to hear it in the original, and what can I do? He put a pedoute, an action through which he ransomed the people in the land of Goshen. And then again, they wanted to go and sacrifice. 27, we have an interesting introduction of this number 3, as I keep repeating to you. We must go three days journey to the wilderness. Okay, which means not one and two, but three. Again, you would see here people sometimes get frustrated. Father Paul speaks as though three and seven and ten mean the same thing. No, they have the same function. And it depends on the text. Let me jump to a feature of the wisdom literature where you have not three but four, not six but seven, not nine but ten. So he's bringing to the maximum his statement. I'm telling you everything. But notice the interesting thing is you have three compared to four. Now four is also a totality, which is the universal totality, the four directions or the four corners of a house. But in this case, since four is the totality, three is less than four. And six is less than seven, and nine is less than ten. Again, on purpose or not purpose, whatever, aside, uh, hear it as you may, the main thing is that you learn. You learn to hear scripture, not you learn what Father Paul is telling you. You have to go back and check, but you cannot check by playing between the KJV and the RSV and the Jerusalem Bible and the New American Bible. Four of them are just uh, silly English. The Bible of Jerusalem is French and so on, but it was translated in English. You have to hear the original. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.